Well, hello, everyone. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good night. I feel like I'm on The Truman Show. <laughs> um, my name is Dwight Beal, and I'm on staff here at Victory Point. I'm with Kimberly Hauer here, and it is Thursday. Chances are that you're listening on a Thursday to this. So wanted to ask Kimberly what she's thankful for. She drew a complete blank. <laughs> I did. I don't like thinking on the fly. Um, so I'm giving you my cheesy answer that I am thankful for my family. Oh, that's so cheesy. I know. That's what everybody says when they can't think of anything. Right. But it's actually true. It is true. My family is my world. So mm. um, it is very true. Always grown up with a very close, tight-knit family. Mm -hmm. So family has always meant a lot. So, so how many I'm siblings thankful. do you have? I am one of five kids. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so my parents would have now 10, you know, because we're all married. Mm -hmm. And then um, 13, 16, a total of 16 grandchildren okay. and a great grandbaby on the way. So um, it just multiplies, right? It's a yep. cool story of family as they multiply. That's right. So It's a story of discipleship as well. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us only had three. Um, in fact, three of the five of us had three girls and they're wow. all about the same age. So we've got nine girls specifically. Yeah. And are they friends? They are. In addition to being cousins? Yeah. Um, cool. And maybe even more like siblings sometimes because they're so close. Hmm. They tend to bicker every once in a while like siblings do. Yeah. But that's a cool relationship because most people don't have that. So we're grateful. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, let's jump into the Bible reading. So this comes out of John 15. We're going to read verses 9 through 17. So it's my turn, but I want you to read it. Would Challenging you? me again with the John scriptures. I'm, I'm going to mess it up. No, you're not. This you're one not I don't great. think is quite as complicated. So hopefully I don't get tongue tied on it. John 15, 9 through 17. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one light, one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Boom. Boom. Simple, right? Mm -hmm. But hard. Simple concept, <laughs> but maybe not so simple to carry out in everyday life. Mm -hmm. I love how he just ends. Love each other. Period. Yeah. Mic drop. It's <laughs> mic a, drop. That's a mic drop moment. If there was a mic then, that would have been a mic drop. That's awesome. So 
What did you like, Kimberly? I loved that Jesus loves me. Point uh, blank, Jesus loves me. Mm -hmm. I'm his child. Um, no longer a slave or a servant, hmm. but a friend. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, that he... Uh, see what's that's yeah I've called you friends for everything I learned from my father I've made known to you that's good mm -hmm. is there anything in this passage that makes you uncomfortable man <laughs> hopefully I'm not the only one here okay um but the challenge in uh verse 13 greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends mm-hmm um I had to stop and think, who would I be willing to lay my life down for? Who would I be willing to run out into a street of traffic mm -hmm. to save? Mm -hmm. um, that's the most vivid picture I can get of a, a saving somebody moment. Um, right. Man, again, I think I would say my family. I, I like to think that I would do that for every one of my family members. Yeah. Um, and some close friends, but... I don't know that I would be able to say that for the whole world mm -hmm. as Jesus did, you know, if that's our example. If I'm honest, I don't think I could say that. Mm -hmm. But the challenge is there. That's right. I mean, greater love has no one than this. It's a description. This is what great love looks like. Mm -hmm. Do you also hear it saying, now go out and lay down your life for, for others? And does that necessarily mean lay it down in a way that your life ends? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that it necessarily means that I have to die for every, I can only do that for one then, right? right. So I don't know that it's literally that. Um, but it's like, it, it equates that to loving somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. Like mm -hmm. that's the greatest love mm -hmm. or demonstration of it. Yeah. Um, I do kind of take it as a command, I guess, as you kind of bring that up, like it like lay down your life for everyone. Um, and maybe that's not what it was intended to. Well, but, the, the, it's but the mic drop moment it. at the end of the passage is love each other. Right. Mic drop. Yeah. You know, so it seems to be reinforcing and if, and if that's what love looks like, is laying our lives down for one another, then, yeah. And it's interesting that he says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And that you will find joy. Um, yeah. If you obey my commands, you'll remain in my love. Um, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. I think that's probably a highlight of this passage for me, mm -hmm. for him saying, Hey, guess what? Um, laying down your life is hard, but the fruit of it is joy. Uh, let's unpack that for a minute. Yeah. Um, I, I ran into our friend Les Tharp. Yeah. Just a little bit ago. He just had surgery. Uh, so he's kind of limping around right now, yep. but he's recovering beautifully. But uh, Les 
uh, helped me for two or three weeks to, to finish refinishing, rebuilding the windows in my house. And, and he must've said it four or five times. He just kept looking at me saying, this makes me so happy to be able to help you like this. And he gave, he, he gave me hours of his life. Like in a way he kind of laid his life and things that are going on in his life down to help me. And it made him so happy. I really do. That's a, I think that's a good example though, that some of our happiest moments are when we're preferring the other or laying mm -hmm. ourselves down on someone else's behalf. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard to get there sometimes. Mm -hmm. What does this passage teach us about God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit? I have, you know, that God loves me. He chose me, not the other way around. Um, and that he's appointed me. Right on. To carry out his plan. So yes. his plan is pretty well laid out. Um, and that will bear fruit. You know, I mean, I think everybody wants to be successful. Yeah. Um, sometimes we put our goal on worldly success, but mm -hmm. um, that's different. Obviously, we can see that it's obviously different um, in God's plan. But, you know, just want to be able to finish well and do life the way God plans. Mm -hmm. You like the thought that Jesus chose you and not the other way around? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, part of my story and one of my huddle stories is that, and you probably hear this repeated throughout this week, past week, but identity, you know, that for me, it speaks so much. I think that you don't have, it's hard to have a relationship that's close and personal with God if you don't know how God sees you, mm. what he thinks of you. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we twist that, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of listen to those other thoughts, you know, um, and like I think that he's disappointed with yeah, you or he's yeah. impatient or. Yeah. And you know, the, the devil likes to sneak some of those things in there, you know, like our insecurities, I find a lot of times come up, you know, my insecurities and I have to remind myself, but God doesn't see me that way. He created me mm -hmm. with those flaws and failures and insecurities and they're to be used. Um, so I think that if we keep our focus on our identity of who God is to us, like what that means mm -hmm. and who he thinks we are, not who we think we are, but mm -hmm. who he knows we are and how he created us. Um, I think that like, to me, that's where, where that joy comes in just knowing deep down his absolute love for me. You know, mm -hmm. he chose me. Mm -hmm. I didn't choose him. Mm-hmm. I responded, but I didn't choose him first. He made the first move. Yeah. That's good. 
Do any short stories, examples from your life come to mind related to this passage? Maybe you just. Yeah, I think I kind of just shared it. Um, It really was the foundation to my um, mind shift, I Mm -hmm. guess I would call it the realizing how foundational it is to just simply realize that God loves you. Mm-hmm. And I think once you really truly understand it and grasp it and regrasp it, cause we forget it and we mm-hmm. ignore it. Um, I think that's where the joy comes, you know, because you start to um, just feel his presence, which means you then can obey him. Um, you hear things and it just, I don't know, it just, it makes it easier to obey when you are close to him. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's it. And speaking of obedience, I think as I reflect on all the passages that we've read this week, so, you know, we started with Acts 10, mm-hmm. where Peter gets this crazy vision and he obeys it. And what's yeah. the fruit? Boom, the coming of the Holy Spirit, you know? Um, Psalm 98, we're given these these commands to worship, worship. to sing and to shout mm-hmm. and to, um, to express who God is and what God has done. And we have a choice of whether to say yes to that or not. I think obedience is an opportunity in that passage. Mm-hmm. Then there's First John 5, where he talks about, hey, if you love God, you're going to obey God. Right. And then here we are now in John 15, where Jesus says, if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Um, if there's anything that I, that I feel God speaking to me and that I would want to pass on to those who are listening is obedience can be a scary word. But when, but obedience to God is the safest and best place to be um, because he's good. And he mm-hmm. will never ask us to do something that isn't for our good, right? Right. It would be contradictory. To his nature. To his nature, his character. Right. So we can trust, if God gives us a crazy vision or gives us a, a command or a love this person or forgive that person or uh, give this amount of money or whatever the spirit may be uh, putting on your heart or take two weeks out of your summer and I want you and your family to go serve in Guatemala or uh, there are things that the Holy Spirit whispers to us and sometimes shouts to us and then we have a choice. Do we say yes? Do we obey? And my encouragement to myself and to everyone who's listening is that uh, the fruit of obedience is joy and yeah. the coming of the Holy Spirit. Um, so, yeah. Any last thoughts? No, I think you uh, summed that up amazingly. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you, Kimberly, for being part of this. I know you were a little nervous. Yes. Is there any encouragement that you would have to anyone in <laughs> listener world um, uh, if they might get asked to come and do this? Um, I would encourage them to do it. 
Dwight's pretty easy to talk to. And so and are so, the other hosts as well. Yeah, I don't know who. See, I don't listen to them. So I don't know who all oh, hosts true confessions. So, yes, my hesitation was because I'm not a listener, not a long-time listener. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's pretty easy. Well. Not so scary. Not so scary. Hey, I'm going to turn. Can you turn in your fancy digital Bible there mm-hmm. to Numbers 6? And if you could just read that blessing to everyone, that would be awesome. Uh, The blessing starts on verse 24, 24 to 27. Absolutely. And this was a blessing that God gave to Moses. And he said, Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how I want you to bless the Israelites. So these are super common words, but these are words that were probably spoke over uh, the Israelites many, 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 many times. Often. Often. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. <laughs>